There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. All right, welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. My name is Josh here with Jim Price. Jim Price, Hello. how are you, my friend? Doing good, man. Doing good, buddy. It's good to be here. Uh, another day, another dollar. Ah, I'm just kidding. No, but we're not making dollars. Uh, yeah, we're at uh, we're, we're at three percent of what uh, we had during the Great Depression. We're fine. We're yeah. doing great. We're, we're good. That's... Well, did you hear that the uh, the U.S. GDP grew four point seven percent last quarter? What? That's what I said. I said, what? No way. You got to be kidding. Because, like, I didn't notice it. Uh, I don't know about you, but I've been looking at the economy pretty heavily. Oh, no, sorry. The U.S. economy reportedly grew 4.9% in the third uh, quarter. 4.9%. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. unbelievable there, right? Well, the tooth fairy brought me some money for my teeth last night, too. So this is a world we all can believe in. Well, and, and I posted on my Twitter and I said, if you believe this nonsense, you are the, under the influence of a psychological warfare operation. And yeah. that is the truth. And uh, psychological warfare, Jim, uh, MKUltra, uh-huh. um, all of this stuff. A good yeah. friend of mine on Twitter. Okay. Um, I can't get into too many details. He, he requires to remain anonymous. I know who he is. I know what he's done. I know where he's been. He's former military intelligence. Um, he is a legitimate, credible source. Uh, he, him and I have shared and exchanged information multiple times before, um, and his information has always been highly credible. Right. Um, he came out last week, October 18th, okay? Right. And he said on Twitter, did you know MKUltra has been activated and unknowingly, on unknown, unknown participants? There are over 10,000 MKUltra victims in the United States alone. We're about to see the fruition of that operation this week and further. Watch the news closely. Well, okay? yeah. So one week, seven days later, okay, uh-huh. we get what happened last night. What happened, what happened last night? Uh, we have a former Army veteran, firearms instructor who lost his job, was hearing voices, threatened to shoot up uh, oh, a National thing? Guard base. Uh, yeah. He has killed 18, injured 13. Um, slaughter at the bowling alley at a Walmart. Uh, towns are locked down all through Maine. He is still on the run. He's abandoned his vehicle. They believe he might be going to another state. But this is uh, this is a this is the Unabomber thing. Gazinski, this is the same thing. This is Gazinski was was the same MK Ultra uh, guy as well. Every single one of these is those guys. I don't think we and and by the way, if you actually look at their mental history, they'll show I. I'm, you know, spitballing a little bit. They'll, you'll find out they're on antidepressants, which well, are allows them to be ma- manipulated by mind control. That's right. Now, my buddy, he he direct messaged me last night, and he goes, "I tried to warn everybody." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Well, you know, details would have been nice," and and he didn't laugh. Right. And I said, uh, you know, get me in contact with your contacts who are feeding you this information because that's where he does does things. Right. Um, I, I, and people may be like, oh, you know, MK Ultra, dude, this is just a mad guy that's shooting people up. No, no, people, Mm-mm. listen. You have to understand what has been happening here, okay? Mm-hmm. Jim, have you heard 
the uh, conspiracy about Fort Hood? Fort Hood. Um, I have done work on that military base, but which which conspiracy are we referring to? <laughs> I got to look through my uh, my Rolodex. <laughs> Sorry, so, I didn't mean to laugh at that, but uh, yeah. So There's if you so remember, there was the mass shooter at Fort Hood quite a right. few years ago, about well over a decade ago, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, in 2021 is the last time that I saw people reporting on this. This is July 6, 2021. Right. 39 Fort Hood soldiers have died or went missing. 13 yep. of them killed themselves. Five were murdered. 11 of the deaths remain unsolved. Huh. Okay, that was within a year, Jim. That's a pattern. That's a pattern. This last year, we've had over 17 Fort Hood soldiers missing, dead, suicide. Okay. <sighs> All right. Going into an election year. Man. So, so let me ask you this. What is going on at Fort Hood? What is going on at Fort Hood? Well, supposedly just, you know, some guys hanging out doing military stuff. But sounds like we've got ourselves a... A program going on, a launching mm-hmm. pad for something. Well, see, do you remember Nadal Hassan? This is uh, the former United States Army major. He was a physician. He was uh, convicted of mass murdering 13 people and injuring 30 others at the Fort Hood mass shooting on November 5th, 2009. Right. Okay. He claimed that he was part of what? MK Ultra. Ultra. Could MK Ultra still be going on today and being headquartered out of Fort Hood? Absolutely. Now, Absolutely. let me ask you this: Is yeah. how would that work in modern day? I mean, the way that worked back in the MK Ultra days is they would break you emotionally to where what happens is you produce a psychological counterpart within your mind. And basically, you detach from your personality and you create a second personality. And mm-hmm. they would go into that personality and they would fill it with a mission. They would fill it with some type of, uh, uh, you know, some skill sets and a mission. And this is how they train spies as well. Yep. And then what they would do is they would have some type of emotional trigger, which would initiate that. <clears throat> and then you'd get a random phone call one day and that emotional trigger would be switched and he, that person would go out and do the do the deed. Yeah. All right. And we've we've you know Sir Sirhan Sirhan. We have uh, right uh, Mark David Chapman right with uh, John Lennon. We have all these different people that most likely were were these culprits of MK Ultra. Um, Charles well, Manson. Charles oh, Manson. Oh Chuck. Yeah. He said well, he said it over and over again. He goes, "You guys have done this to me. Why can't I do it to you?" Right. Anyway, sorry. So yeah. let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. In modern day, the way that they psychologically and emotionally break someone back in that day would have been a, with extreme torture or abuse, typically done when as a child, right? Right. Is there a way to do that remotely these days? Is there a way to do that to somebody um, without human influence? Uh, that's Is there a called- way to... <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. no. Is there a way to um, to detect when someone is a victim of mass psychological abuse or sexual abuse? Is there well, a ways s- to pick up on those habits? I would say that your phone itself is. Your oh, phone, the, well, the not lights, necessarily the phone, but the, yeah, well, the phone, yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. phone and the apps and social media. You know, with social media, they can detect who has emotional 
emotional damage, right? <laughs> yeah. They can detect who has those systematic behaviors that come from post-traumatic stress syndrome. They can detect who has sexual abuse. And they can do this through your habits, people. They know what you're searching on Google. They know what you're clicking on. They know what irritates you. They know what angers you. They know what makes you cry and what makes you sad and depressed. Yep. And so by controlling your social media feed, they would have the ability to basically do the same thing that they were doing with MK Ultra in private. Now, isn't Meta, the parent company of Facebook, being sued right now? Uh-huh. What are they being sued for? For this very thing. <laughs> <laughs> for this. There's for a producing uh, mental illness yeah, with I, their algorithmic uh, distribution. Basically, yeah. they utilize it targeted algorithms, targeted algorithms at mm. people specifically who they knew were prone to mental illness. Yep. Yep. And they know it, where you go to Walgreens to get your prescription filled. They know you go which doctor you go to get your fill. Mm. You, I mean, this is what all this is about, right? Right. Tracking that. A- and then if you. they know which doctor you're going to, then couldn't they influence that doctor's social media thread to be influenced to maybe prescribe something, something that's a little stronger mm-hmm. than what they would normally give somebody? Yeah. Because obviously that. Or, or maybe work. they put a whole bunch of new. Um, new studies done on a certain psychological illness in front of this doctor that had manipulated symptoms in there that they edited and put in front of this doctor. And then this patient walks in because they knew that that patient was going there uh-huh. that proclaims those same symptoms and the drug that they prescribed for it is this one right here. Yep. Yep. Now, Facebook is interesting, right, Jim? Mm-hmm. So in, in 1998, the, uh, the defense... Advanced Research Project Initiative, DARPA. Yep. Um, they had created this new digital infrastructure project called LifeLog. And their objective of LifeLog was to start taking in as much information as possible from Americans. And with that information, determine, see if they could determine pre-crime to help their, their various different algorithms grow through machine learning and artificial intelligence, as well as determine the various different habits and behaviors of human beings, uh, Americans, so forth, and uh, to see if they could manipulate them in, in one way or another, either politically, socially, culturally, or religiously, or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, that project shut down on January 14th, 2004. Sure it did. January 14th, 2004, Project (laughs) Life Log shut down. You know what's interesting? Or sorry, January 4th. January 4th, 2014. 2004. 2004, sorry. January 4th, 2004. You know what's interesting about that date? From the ashes rises the phoenix. That's Uh, the same day that a company by the name of Facebook started. Oh. Now, you know one of the primary investors... In Facebook at Harvard University, do you know who this was? It was a, uh, a think tank mm-hmm. investor group out of the Silicon Valley by the name of InQtel. Oh, those guys, huh? They were, they were, they were way ahead of their future. That's now, nice. for those who don't know, InQtel is a government-funded investment firm that goes out and invests in various types of projects that could benefit the United States government, the Department of Defense, and DARPA as well as the Central Intelligence Agency. Hmm. Do you guys see where I'm going with all this? There seems to be a pattern here. There seems to be a pattern here. Um, I don't know. So let me ask you this, Jim. With everything yeah. that we know so far, with the foundation I just put in place, 
Okay. Do you think it's possible and plausible that they could detect people who have massive emotional damage, post-traumatic stress syndrome, people who are emotionally imbalanced, utilizing social media feeds, manipulated articles or uh, social media trends uh-huh. to create a psychological state in that person and then program that psychological state to become a mass shooter and prompt them to do such atrocities? The Manchurian candidate, uh, Uncle Barry himself. Absolutely. This is how you do it. One keyword. Elephant. Zoom. They take off and they go on to their programming and they don't remember what they did or why they did it. That's, That's right. why they all these people that are, are doing this stuff, they're like, what? I didn't, I didn't do anything. That's how it works, folks. This is when we get back from the break, yeah. we're going to talk more about the technology and how the technology actually enhances this. We'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. Yes, sir. Well, didn't uh, Uncle Barry turn back on the propaganda machine in 2014? Well, he did. Through an executive order, he made it um, no longer illegal for the media to lie to the public. No longer illegal for the media to lie. How? That worked. That's that's awesome. But isn't he the same guy that, like, of all the presidents, he arrested or detained more media than any other... um, uh, president and and recent history like he like he has a real thing of of um getting people arrested have you heard about that no tell me about that yeah yeah no he actually had a whole thing where he actually talks about where you know he he's like oh i'm all about the free press but he had like everybody who was writing a hit piece about him especially in his first four years he jailed him i mean i i say jailed him he didn't jail them because they were media they suddenly came under tax audits they suddenly had a past due book from when they were in elementary school i mean i'm being a little facetious here but there was this huge trend of anybody who would write a hit piece about him or say anything negative about him or his mother or his grandparents or any of his background suddenly they were silenced and uh they were taken off the the playing field this has been a you know no different than how they did with me you know they swatted me twice they got to silence you that's what they they, how they do they destroy your life this is what they did these people Mm -hmm. it's absolutely he was the best at it, but I think he was the biggest Manchurian candidate at all. Because if you see how he talks normally, but if you ask him a political question, anything that revolves around political policy, his demeanor said like, uh, hi, uh, 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 I'm Barack Obama. I am. And he almost sounds mechanical in his answers other than the conversational process. And he just – it's really – if you really watch his patterns. And also he was the first to bring in the hypnosis of the three-word phrase. Well, so do you three, know who um, do you know ahead. who Harry Lennox is? I've heard of him. Go ahead. So Harry Lennox is an actor, okay? Mm-hmm. And um, he, if you ever seen the the TV show The Blacklist or the old Superman episodes, that's Harry Lennox. Um, he's a really popular actor. Right. Um, Harry Lennox was on the Man Cow Show back in 2014. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And we all remember Man Cow. And on the Man Cow Show, he says, I knew Barack Obama in the 1990s. Mm-hmm. He goes, one of the uh, famous Hollywood people, talent agents, reached out to me and asked me if I would take this young man under my wing and teach him everything I know. And he goes, Barack Obama isn't Barack Obama. He says, Barack Obama's me. Go listen to Harry Lennox. Listen how he presents himself. That's Barack Obama. 
And he said that for a year and a half, Barack Obama followed him around and mimicked him. And he didn't know who this guy was. He didn't know what was going on. He was just being paid for it. Nice. And then all of a sudden, Barack Obama comes out. And Barack Obama is talking like Harry Lennox. And he comes he out there and talks with, with this way of how he uses his voice. He stresses and accentuates his language. Well, that's uh, called neuro-linguistic programming, people. Yep. It's a way that you can encapsulate somebody's attention, mind, and then get into their subconscious mind. Because what's actually happening with neuro-linguistic programming, are you ready for this? Tell me. Is that you can control the subtle tones of your voice or the rhythm of which how you speak, Jim Price. Mm -hmm. We know something called a 4-4 rhythm, which is nothing more than the alpha brainwave state that ranges between 8 to 12 hertz. 8 to 12 hertz just means cycles per time. Cycles per time means that within one second, I'm going to do so many different things. I'm going to do 8 things in a uh, second or 12 things in a second. Between that is 8 hertz. So this means that the words that come out of our mouths, how we speak, how we time and partition our words are timed in sequence. And our brains recognize that and enter into entrain brainwave states mm -hmm. okay this is why you can listen to somebody be like oh my god he was so inspirational um, they did an example of this at tech talk and a guy gets out there and he sits up there for five minutes and he gives this massively inspirational speech okay right and he's just like he's talking and people are like either they're videotaping the audience the mouths are dropped people's eyes are open they're looking at this guy they're smiling everybody's in this this happy state listening to this guy and he goes afterwards and he says let me ask you this everybody claps by the way gives him a standing ovation mm -hmm. and then he says let me ask you this what did you guys think of my speech and they it was absolutely marvelous and he goes what was it about not one of them could mention what it was about you yep. want to know why because he didn't talk about anything he just used random words in sequence he used random sentences that had no logical coherence whatsoever and he just controlled the tone and the pace of the words Okay? Right. Now, if your voice can do that, can other subtle tones that are maybe subliminal do that to your brain as well? Oh, absolutely. So we have the alpha brainwave state, which kind of uh, – it puts you in a deeply relaxed state. They say that it's the gap between your conscious thinking mind and your subconscious mind. So it makes, you, it makes your subconscious mind susceptible – to outwardly think. So if you're like studying or something like that, you want to be in the alpha brainwave state because you're receptible to information. Right. If everybody reaches out and grabs their phone right now, their smartphone, okay? Right. And if you take a, a phone jack hooked up to a speaker that's amplified at about uh, 60 to 80 deci uh, decibels, they amplified about 60 to 80 decibels, right. what you'll hear is you'll hear a low hummed tone. And that is a subliminal alpha wave that is being propagated by your phone continuously, day in, day out, whether the phone is on or off. When you go into your phone and you open up apps like Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, those apps have their own tones as well. Yep. Now, let me help you out here. You have what's known as beta waves. These are 12 to 40 hertz signals. Too much of beta waves give you an adrenaline rush. They give you high anxiety. They give you high arousal. They give the inability to relax and massive amounts of stress. Too little bring about ADHD, 
daydreaming, depression, poor cognition. Alpha waves bring about, too much of them bring about daydreaming, inability to focus and too relax. Too little is anxiety, high stress, and insomnia and OCD. So if your phone had beta and alpha waves basically alternating on, let's just say, 12-second cycles, 12 seconds of alpha, 12 seconds of beta, and let's say that the, the waves then were actually just skewed a little bit so they weren't optimal. They were suboptimal. Mm-hmm. So let's say that you're getting too much beta waves, which is adrenaline, anxiety, high arousal, inability to relax and stress, and too little alpha waves, which is promulgating anxiety, high stress, insomnia, and OCD. Do you think that that would implement a state of stress, depression, and receptibility in your mind to basically look at the world around you and maybe turn you into a Manturnian candidate? Absolutely. Absolutely. Stressor, stressors are, are big triggers. I mean, this is stuff that they, this is what we all, we've, we've known this all the way through life. I mean, this is what causes people to act or react or lose their, they drop down their IQs, all these things. This is what they do. A trigger is usually a stress moment, something that either hot to touch, a pinprick, a loud noise, a bang. It's always something that simple and that effective. But also, it could be a phrase of words, right? Um, you know, the, the elephant is pink, things that we wouldn't hear in the general population speaking of, but you would say it in a random order and that individual would then go into the programming built into their brain and they would do whatever autonomic was there just to move forward with that. They go into that mode. So how about this one, Jim? All right. All right. Zero to four hertz is known as delta waves. They're the slowest recorded brain waves in the human body. And by the way, there's an easy way of how they implement They use what's called a, a hemi wave um, synchronization that, that implement these things. So they'll take two waves of like megahertz or gigahertz or kilohertz, and they'll send that out. And your two ears will balance the uh, the alternating waves that are not coherent. And the resulting frequency will actually be a delta wave, an alpha wave, a beta wave, or a theta wave. Mm-hmm. Um, delta waves are actually the resonant structure of your immune system. Your white blood cells actually oscillate with your delta brainwave state. So your delta brainwave state brings about the ability to have a strengthened immune system, to heal the body, to get restorative and natural sleep, and to detoxify your body. Right. Okay, that's the range of which they operate in. So if you have, uh, let me say, too much delta waves, Mm -hmm. you get serious brain injuries, learning problems, the inability to think, oh my goodness, I mean, is that ADHD with kids? Um, Hello? I think it might be. I wonder if that has anything to do with all the electrical transformers and generators that sit outside of schools, as well as the cell phone antennas that sit right there outside of your schools that are giving off an octave frequency range that is resonant with delta waves. Hello, people. And headsets. Okay, well, what about too little? We'll oh, talk yeah. about that when we come back with more Dark Delight Show. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. Jim? Yes, sir. I got a question for you. Do you, you ever heard of Dr. Joe Dispenza? Uh, yeah, I have heard of him. <laughs> yes. Doctor, I love Dr. Joe Dispenza. <laughs> I know. I, think, I didn't I realize I was uh, mocking it. I, not mocking, um, repeating things that he was saying because I was discovering stuff. And there are people like, well, you said what Dr. Dispenza has been saying. I'm like, well, Dr. You know. Dispenza is saying what other people have been saying. Oh, is that um, what it is? Right. But he, he yeah. talks about, let me ask you this, right? Okay. He talks about, can your thoughts make you sick? Yes. Right? And absolutely, your thoughts can make you sick. So he says, well, if your thoughts can make you sick, can your thoughts make you well? Bingo. Exactly. Now, 
what are your thoughts? Your thoughts are a cycle of electromagnetic signals that are operated within the neurological structure of your brain. Therefore, mm-hmm. they are a frequency. Yep. So if your immune system is basically um, derived from this cycling of electromagnetic signaling throughout your neurological system, mm-hmm. and that can be manipulated by electromagnetic radiation that's around you, by your cell phones, by a cell phone tower that is close to your house, or by uh, um, a Wi-Fi that is imbalanced or not calibrated that's in your house, um, by Bluetooth technology. If you're always wearing Apple iPods in your ear, those things are absolutely horrible for you. Take them out. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. Now, if you have this type of technology, then you are getting ambient electromagnetic radiation that is oscillating at various frequencies that could be harmful to you as well as make you very, very susceptible to outward uh, manipulation. Right. Now, here's the thing, is if they have a cycle of those frequencies mm-hmm. that are suppressing your immune system, Imagine what happens if it changes your thoughts, if it changes the oscillatory tendency of your brain and then degrades your immune fighting ability. Mm -hmm. What do you begin to happen within society? You have uh, more patients and less cures, put it that way. Now these patients go to the doctor, they go to the psychiatrist, and they say, I don't understand it. You know, life was good, and now all of a sudden I got all these problems in my life, and this is coming up, and oh, here, just take this this pill for every ill. Just mm-hmm. take this, you know, you take this, uh, this pharmaceutical drug. And as our, our good friend Dr. Brian Artis says, you are not deficient within pharmaceutical drugs. Right. You are not deficient within chemotherapy. I'm not you're HPV not def- uh, deficient. Yeah, you're not <laughs> vaccine deficient, people. Yep. And that drugs don't have side effects. Drugs have effects, period. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is then they get them on these flor- fluoride-derived pharmaceuticals, mm-hmm. these psychotropic drugs, which permanently begin to alter the brainwave function. That's what they're doing. They're blocking certain neurotransmitter responses within various different neurological um, uh, spots within your brain. Right. Primary functions in the body, suppressing it or enhancing it. They knew this back in the 50s, guys. And that is 70, 80 years ago. I mean, they knew exactly how to do this back then. So just think about that. So think about this, Mm -hmm. is if you have a whole society that has become susceptible that you have under the influence of this type of technology that can manipulate their brains, manipulate their thoughts, manipulate their thinking, highly influence their actions, their behaviors, and their habits, that can put them into a state of continuous disease, dis-ease, mm-hmm. okay? Yep. And then what you do is you propagate mass propaganda, fake news, and disinformation on the mainstream media channels and the social media channels. What are these people going to believe and what are they going to do? They're going to believe their programming. They're going to, they're going to do right. what their program has told them. That's, that's the sad part of this is that people like – and this is one of the things I say on my show and, and I know we've talked about it here is live life with purpose. Change how you brush your teeth. Brush your teeth with your – if you're right-handed, brush your teeth with your left hand. Do everything left-handed. Close your eyes while you walk around your house. 
do things differently to break away from those patterns that they have driven into you over and over again, just like this whole thing of schooling and test taking and all this stuff that we we run back to these old ways and we're like, oh, well, this is how we've always done it. Stop. Stop doing that. Break the cycle. You don't realize how much programming you live under that is just over and over again. You're doing this. Well, why do you do it? Like, I don't know. It's how I always do it. Why? Why do you always put your left shoe on first? Because your brain, first of all, your brain is built to create a task-driven simplicity. It loves simplicity. The brain loves to take a complicated uh, question and turn it into something really simple and just do it over and over again so it doesn't have to put effort forth. The brain does that, and they know to use that against the brain. So the brain likes pattern. Okay, well, here's a pattern. Here makes your life easier. And then why do you do it that way? Because that's how we always do it. Why do you say that? Because that's why I always say it that way. And that's where it all comes from, is the pattern-driven stuff over and over again. Well, you're absolutely right. Now think for a moment. Mm -hmm. Children in school. Yep. Get in line. Another brick in the wall. How many times did you fall asleep in school because your teacher was monotone? Ugh. It was like, all torture. right, class, here's what mm. we're going to do today. We're going to be discussing the Krebs cycle and the metabolic processing of adenosine triphosphate within your cellular structures. Your history and you're sitting teacher. there going, God, I read about this. I don't want to learn this, right? <laughs> yeah. When will I ever lose, learn why the frog's belly is this or that, right? Right. Why do parents put white noise on at night to help their uh, their children go to sleep? How much Wi-Fi is integrated into the school systems? How many schools have 5G and 4G cell phone antennas st- sitting right outside the schools? You want to know how many? About 80% of them in the United States. Well, it's just for revenue because schools don't have any money, Josh. Don't you know that? They just don't have the resources to teach these children. And then we're wondering why these children are influenced, Jim, Uh into thinking that they're not a male or female or thinking that they're a cat or a dog or a squirrel or a snake and uh, why these kids have severe anxiety and depression and that Mm -hmm. they they deviate into a psychosis of massive social disconformity. Yeah. Well, why is that? Guys, it, it, it's not our children. It's not us. It's the environment. Yeah. If you now add in, Jim, uh-huh. water, food, and air. Yeah. Red dye number 40. I mean, Red dye number right. 40, Skittles. Did you know that if you eat enough Skittles, you can have a stroke? <laughs> Seriously. Because of the red dye number 40 in there is a oh. neurosuppressant. Right. It suppresses your neurological firing in your body and can even lead to stroke and death. Absolutely. And that's the stuff we have to talk about. Just a tip for this Halloween, people. Yeah. Check your candy, and if it says Skittles on it, throw it out. I, you know, I'm not, I'm a, this is a, I'm a recovering sugar addict, so this comes from a guy who still eats sugar, but sugar is poison. It is actually a, a toxin to the body. We don't yeah. actually create a, create a stimulant from it. Our body goes into a hibernation mode to try to deal with the sugar influx. It's actually not good for us. I, well, we should be doing the honey and this and the fructose, the, the not high fructose syrup, but like 
the fructose sugars in apples and oranges and uh, grapefruits and, and cucumbers, those are good for you. Completely different set of sugars, guys. Well, Jim, anyway. we must be touching some nerves out there. I've already gotten two emails about this conversation. <laughs> Now you got it. You're on a list, huh? <laughs> well, two emails from people who are listening right now. Yeah. Um, who are, are commenting and, and talking about this. Oh, yeah. Which is, you know what? I understand people. I get it. Yeah. Well, and it's a sad part. Okay. So one thing you mentioned about the headphones thing, like I have never, I, I always was just always, I didn't think it was courteous to have two earpieces in like while I'm on the phone or even while I'm walking around, listening to music. And so I always kept one in, but then they show the studies that where these people are putting these headphones on these kids and these earbuds in on both sides, one side is it does affect the, uh, the, the, the brain function itself. But if you put it on both sides of the ears, the, the cranium, the skull, the bone in your head there, that little brain bucket, it magnifies those frequencies inside the brain and they repeat back and forth in an echo pattern inside the brain tissue. Your brain is fat. And the, what is fat? But fat is mostly water, and it's, you know, all blah, 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 blah. But anyway, your brain is fat, so think about that. And so it carries those waves very efficiently all across every part of your brain, left to right. And so you got both of those in, you're hearing whatever that music stimulus is that's off frequency and creates anxiety. It's, it's being heard on both sides, and it's echoing inside the brain, reverberating over and over and over again. So if you're going to use headphones or whatever, only put one in. If you got to use it while you're driving or doing whatever, if you have to have music, but uh, you'd be better off with just earplugs in. And one thing I, I know agree. this this is a thing I've been doing in construction for a long, long time. You know, I would put earplugs in because we're running jackhammers and machinery and doing whatever. And then a lot of times I'd leave them in after I left the job site, and I would catch my ears almost recalibrating themselves because I was keeping so much of that other noise, just the noise of life, out. And I even do it now on long trips while I'm driving. If I've been on the, you know, doing these long trips, I'll put earplugs in just to give myself some peace, even having the radio off, turning everything off in the truck and just rolling down the road, but having ear, ear, my ear plugs in. So I'm blocking out all that constant just push to my brain. And I do find it very peaceful. That's a little bit of a Jim well, Price thing there. <laughs> well, you know, Jim. Yeah. These brain waves, this tech type, type of technology that comes about through various different frequencies, it can be also very healing. It can have an optimal effect. And do you know where the best place in the world to get these frequencies is? Where's uh, nature? <laughs> nature. Mm-hmm. To go outside and sit with nature, to just get away from the mundane city life or town life and go for a walk where there's mm-hmm. no people, there's no cell phone reception, and just sit. Talk to the trees. Now, let me ask you this, because this is an experience that I've had recently. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever walked in the nature, like real nature? And I'm not talking about like, you know, off the beaten trail or, you know, you parked on the road and walked into the woods a little bit. Mm-hmm. But like, you, you're like a good four miles in nature. Yeah. Right. In, in the middle of a national forest or something. Right. And looked around and felt scared. Had a little bit of a... <laughs> Moment? Yeah, like, yeah. whoa, I am out of my element. Uh-huh. It happened to me. when we, Actually, when we were in um, Tennessee, when we were in okay. Nashville. Right, right. I stayed in an Airbnb, which is in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> um, this, was, this place was creepy. It was like wrong turn territory. Right. And um, there were some weird noises and, and stuff like that. Right. 
and uh, like some loud bangs that scared me and made me go get my pistol. Right. And there's no houses around me. Right. And it was uh, the the house was like three miles back off of uh, a road in the middle of the woods. And I go outside and it's like one in the morning and I felt fearful, Jim. I was like, I'm scared. Like, this is scary. I didn't yeah. feel normal in nature. Now, there's a lot of things that had to do with that. But I looked at this uh, big oak tree. Right. And I looked at it and I said, and I looked at it and I said, you know, help me out here. You know, what, what was this, where were those noises coming from? Right. And I looked at the tree and I could just feel, I could feel it, Jim. I could feel its presence. Right. And the first thing that went through my mind and my body was, don't be afraid. You just never felt nature like this before, right? Which I have, but not in a long time. And then all of a sudden I hear, boom, boom, boom. And the tree dropped acorns on a tin roof. Right. And they dropped off to the roof and landed right in front of my feet. I was scared because I heard loud banging. Yeah. I asked the tree, where's that loud banging come from? Three acorns dropped on top of a tin roof and landed in front of my feet. Wow. And I smiled and I said, do it again. Three more acorns fell onto the tin roof right by my feet. Yeah. Nature listens. Nature speaks. Nature's natural, people. Let's talk about we'll right back friends more dark when we get back. We'll talk to you in that. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, Jim Price. Yes, sir. Oh, I, I yelled in there before we went to break about crow friends. And I don't know if people know what crow friends really mean. But this is a part of where nature has the ability to actually talk back to you. And a crow, and I'm just, this is only a real quick segment here. Crows will actually call back to you. if They have, they have a patterns of three, four, and five, and six crows. They'll call back and forth. Um, I've been working on it here about a year or so around my house. Um, I'm, I have crow friends that showed up in, in Dallas. I've had crow friends show up while I was in Portland. Um, they, they called back to me, and the crows actually do talk to each other, and they inter- engage with each other, but they remember your face. They have memories. They'll bring you trinkets, all these other things. So this is a real social interaction that nature will do with you if you stop, if you stop, and just listen and just pay attention to the world around mm. you. I call them crow friends. I always say, hey, get yourself a crow friend. And people think I'm crazy. And uh, maybe I am. I, no, I've been tested. I'm not crazy. Um, th- this, is, this is a choice. I'm, I'm this way by choice. Uh, but crow friends are actually really cool because they ca- create an interaction with the world around you. And they, they can kind of tell you about you. You know, you've got to break down some things inside of you to be able to open up to them, and they'll come closer to you the more that you open up. So you've got to break down all the, the your barriers and all your fears and all that good stuff. But it's actually real, so it's a cool thing. Anyway, go ahead. Well, that that's really cool. And, um, you know, I, I was talking to trees, and, yeah, I'm probably a tree hugger. I do like the Grateful <laughs> Dead. Um, I guess I'm a hippie at heart. Right. But, you know, crow friends, um, weren't you doing a test with that? Yeah. Yeah. I've been, how did that go? Okay. Well, it's been, it's been like, like I said, it's been over a year. And I, I saw people doing this, but I, I put out things like peanuts. You know, you get peanuts for squirrels and stuff like that. 
Uh, you can put out, you know, cranberries and different things. If you know that there are crows in your areas and you hear the pattern, and I, it's, uh, you know, it's, you could, you heard it, you've heard these crows. I don't know that that's very good over the radio, but um, <laughs> people have heard me do this. I'll do it in a parking lot as I'm dry, walking through a parking lot because they'll crow, they'll call out to me, and I'll call back, and then they call back in the same pattern I gave them. And this is a very real thing. And so as you do this, this whole thing of like, Oh, it doesn't. It's not real. It really is, guys. And when you get in, I get so dang excited. I'm like a little kid, and I know this. I'm 52 years old, and I feel like a little child when I could crawl, crawl out to a caw out to a crow, and it crows, it caws back to me in the same pattern, and it changes pattern, and then other crows call back as well because you can hear them in different places. This is a real thing. And to say that, like, people stood near trees and say, you know, they watch a tree touch their shoulder – um, these things like that, guys, we are not disconnected from nature. I'm going to tell you right now, all the biblical training, all the school training, all the science classes, all the college you've taken, that somehow the world is so disconnected from you is all BS. You are absolutely the grass in your yard. You are absolutely your house plants. You are absolutely your dogs. Your dogs act like you. If your dogs are acting like a bunch of weirdos, well, maybe you're a weirdo. If your dogs are fearful of everything that creaks in the night, well, maybe you're fearful of everything that creaks in the night. If nobody, if they don't get up and when the, someone comes clear to the door because you're kind of chill that way, well, they're, you're chill that way. Your nature tells you about you. Pay attention. Pay attention, people. I'm like, I want to just shake you, you know, like wake up. The world around you will tell you exactly who you are and what you are. And when you tune in with that, you discover a better you and you become amazing. And this is not hippy-dippy weirdo stuff. This is actually scientific physics proven technology that we have energy and we interact with the world around us. It's just, it, 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 t- it takes my breath away to see what we God, our God has given us to play with, and yet we deny it. We deny the playground we live in. It's like going to the Worlds of Fun or Six Flags Over Texas or Disneyland and just not going on any rides, just standing in one spot. Go and touch and feel and experience life in the real way because it's, that's what it was meant for. God meant you to touch the trees. God meant you to walk in the grass. God meant you to figure out what a frog does and why it breathes through its butt or whatever they do. I mean, this is what we do. This is what we should be doing, discovering the world around us, not complaining about each other. If we were worried about the anthills growing in our backyard and how they were developing their patterns in the ground, would we be fighting in Iraq? Would we be fighting in Iran? Would we be fighting in Israel? Probably not. Because we'd be so tied to the world around us and engaged with it, we would be amazing. And we'd become better than what we are with all this anxiety and stuff that we don't know. That's what they well said, Jim Price. I so. love that. That was good. And so tonight when I'm at a concert and I, uh, I have the opportunity – because whiskey's in my environment, um, <laughs> I, I'm going to have a few sips. I'm, I'm right. going to have a few sips because, you know, you got to enjoy life and you got to de-stress and you got to just, you know, I, I've been talking about this a lot the last few days and, and it comes about because sometimes you have to remind yourself what you should be reminding everybody else. Mm-hmm. Number one thing my father used to tell me this all the time is don't take life so seriously. You'll yeah. never get out alive. <laughs> it's true man right and then he used to true. say drive fast take chances yeah and you know we're here right now in this world witnessing 
um, a pinnacle moment of humanity. Whether we believe that this is just a culmination of, of conspiracy after conspiracy or of power structures converging or it's biblical or revelationary, it, okay, you have to understand this is a moment in history that will be talked about for millennia that we're going through right now. Yeah. And we're here to witness it, to experience it, to be a part of it, people. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now – your part in this. We are all actors on a stage. Your part in this is not to watch from the sidelines, but to be engaged mm-hmm. with what happens. But most importantly, to survive and thrive. There is a never a point in your life where you should not be surviving and thriving. Yeah. It is at the point of greatest pessimism that the most opportunities arise uh, a good uh, one of my best friends and i were talking uh, a, a while back and this, the conversation came about uh, something that was happening in my life and uh, the person was like oh my god I'm, I'm so sorry that 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 sucks and you know we had such big ambitions for this and i said no it, actually it's a good thing mm-hmm. right yeah and the, well why is this a good thing because God has put this obstacle in front of me, has created this transitionary point, removed something from my life so that new opportunities can arise from it. And Mm -hmm. here's the thing is the reason I was mad is because of the work I was going to have to do for these new opportunities. But I knew the level of excitement in my mind that I said, whoa. I wonder what's going to come out of this. The work that I'm about to put into these new opportunities that I don't even know what they are. The work I'm about to put into this, I'm curious to see what comes out of it. I'm curious to see what I can create, what I can build, what I can make. Yeah. And Jim, you know where this story is ending up. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. You're, you're a part of where that story is ending up. Yeah. Right? And, and so those are the opportunities that came about because of that and so something bad happened and instead of like being oh poor me i said nope i'm seizing this opportunity because god presented me this opportunity to thrive and survive people like go the past you can grab onto the future that's it much love respect god bless you guys you guys take care have a great day we will see you again tomorrow good night see you guys 